0: Hi and welcome to episode ninety of the LDS study session with me, Matt Roberts, your host. We're going to dive right into our Come Follow Me study now for this week, uh, August twenty sixth to se- September first. I cannot believe it is going to be September at the end of this week. Where is the year gone? First uh, Corinthians, first first Corinthians, one, 1 Corinthians, chapter eight to thirteen. Ye are the body of Christ. Uh, we're going to look at the first section. God provides a way to escape temptation. 1 Corinthians, chapter ten, verses one to thirteen. I absolutely loved studying this little uh, section of chapter this week, or, well, today, I should say. Uh, There is so much here, and I don't know... Well, I'm I'm, uh, intending to share it in one episode, but I may need to go straddle two episodes because there is just so much here. But we're going to drive right in 1 Corinthians, chapter 10. Now, verses 1 to 4 is very interesting. Um, It talks about how the children of Israel... um, had a great spiritual experience and miraculous experiences in verses one and two it says this moreover brethren I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea now I just found this really interesting because it kind of made me think of something which I hadn't thought before we know uh, that the, the the gospel which we have on the earth is the restored gospel and is uh, the one that or is is being restored, even today, uh, to the point that it is that the Lord's gospel. And then people might question that and say, well, you know, people at the time of Moses and people like that, they weren't baptised or anything like that. But actually, right here, we're learning that they were baptised. Now, obviously, we can take that as to say Moses baptised them. But I just thought, you know, a very interesting concept that might apply here. We were told in verse 2, and were all baptised unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And when we think about the sea that it's referring to, it just mentioned it in verse 1 as passed through the sea. Uh, And now, of course, when we think of that, we are referring to the Red Sea when the children of Israel were led out of Egypt through the Red Sea onto a safety on the other side. And as I was just kind of pondering on that, it just made me think, is this passing through the Red Sea a type of baptism? Just think about it for a moment. So the children of Israel were being led by Moses by a saviour-like figure, or, you know, he was often referred to as a type, an archetype of the saviour, you know, someone that represented or was symbolic of the saviour for that group of people as he saved them from captivity or physical captivity. He led them from this captivity to the Red Sea, and they passed through the sea, remember... Um, when we're baptised we are buried under the water and brought back out he led them through the sea in the depths of the sea like so under buried under the sea and then led them out of the sea and delivered them from captivity through this baptism not forgetting as well that there was also the the cloud which led the children of of israel which at night was as a fire um baptism of fire this could this could be symbolic of um so they went through the sea and were led by the cloud of fire um, once they passed through the other side. And I just think there is so much, <laughs> it, it, you know, there is a lot of sim- symbolism here, very, very closely related to kind of us being, saved from spiritual captivity when we are baptised and buried under the water and brought back out again and then we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, the gift of fire, which can then lead us through our Trials and difficulties in life. I mean, when you think about that, that is just so it's so clear and it's and it's a brilliant symbolism for us in our lives. We are like the children of Israel, where we are led out from Israel, from Egypt in in spiritual captivity for us. We then go to the following the saviour to the waters and we go under the water and then back out again in baptism. We then receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, the gift of the Spirit, or is or sometimes called baptism of fire, and we are led by this gift, by the Holy Ghost, the gift of fire, or the baptism of fire, which the children of Israel were led by, as a cloud in the day and as a fire at the night, through the wilderness. Now we can relate the wilderness to our mortal lives after we're baptised, to eventually, hopefully, the promised land. You know, I just think that that's a wonderful imagery and symbolism which I just had not considered before at all. And so these first two verses of chapter 10 were a real eye-opener eye, eye to me. Um, and then, of course, Paul likens this and says, right, so these children of Israel were baptised and then followed the cloud and they, eat, they ate spiritual meat and drank spiritual water or spiritual drink. And he identifies that whilst these children of Israel... Had these wonderful spiritual experiences and came through and were baptized by the sea, um, they still had problems. And actually, God it says in verse five, but with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. So basically, they went through. it's, It's like they were baptized, received the gift of the Holy Ghost, but then they did not endure to the end. They did they they fell to temptation, and actually that generation did not see the promised land. Um, which could be similar or symbolic of us not reaching the celestial kingdom, despite going through those spiritual experiences. And then he warns them of different pitfalls and and sins and temptations that they may need to be aware of. And then in verses 11 to 13, he then says, Now all these things happen unto them for examples. Talking of the children of Israel, they are an example. And they are written for our ad- admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Basically saying that, the the children of Israel, what they went through, that's an example, a reminder to you to not do what they did and fall short now that you've gone through this spiritual experience of coming to Christ. Verse 12, wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Love that. I've never, we know verse 13, we know it's it's a scripture mastery, it's one that's very clear and we'll come on to that in a minute. But verse 12, I think, is actually, just as important and very much overlooked. I I didn't remember that verse until I read it today. If you think that you stand and if you think that you are safe, be careful because you are likely probably to fall short if you are in that kind of spirit of um, complacency, I guess, is the word I'm I'm trying to think of there. Uh, George Q. Cannon uh, said very much the same words. He said, And upon these points we need continued instruction and reproof. We need continued warning lest we should be overcome by the spirit of the world and become self deluded by imagining that our case is a good one, our condition is a sure one, and that we are secure of eternal life. We should always remember that which the apostle Paul says, Wherefore let let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There are none of us in so secure a position but what we may do things that may displease the Father close. Very very important a reminder uh, that we need to be aware of our of our position and always trying to improve and not standing still. And then in verse 13, you know, we, we have the well-known verse. Um, there have no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Now I'm going to pause here, actually, because I think that we are sometimes um, in error of understanding this verse. And I'll explain why in a minute. So this here is saying that, there is no temptation. Anything that has, can be given you, any trial that can be given you, has happened to other people. There is no kind of unique thing that we go through. Everyone goes through the things that you go through at some point in their life. In the whole history of mankind, say I'm struggling with uh, an aspect of a certain element of the gospel, someone else has gone through that. You know. So don't worry, God is aware of all the things you... Oh, sorry, apologise for that. God is aware of all the things that you go through. Um, but then... And I think this is where we sometimes misunderstand this verse. It says, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. And I think sometimes we stop there and go, oh, so this is saying that we are never given a temptation that we can't handle. I don't believe that's what this verse is saying, but that we need to read the rest of the verse along with that. And I'll, and I'll explain why in a moment. It says, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye, may, that ye may be able to bear it. And I think that's an important phrase that sometimes we forget. We, we, we often focus on, you know, we won't be suffered to be tempted above that which ye are able. Because there are many things in this life, when you go through them, that you won't be able to go through it um, alone. You know, it won't be possible for you to bear it alone. But the important thing is, is that the Saviour makes a way for us to escape that temptation that we can bear it. And that's the important point. The Saviour makes it so we can go through that temptation. Um, So we will be tempted with things or we will go through trials which are more than we can bear. But the important thing is to remember that the Saviour has gone through those and will make an escape for that if we follow him. We won't necessarily be completely free of the temptation or trial but we will be made able to go through it uh, and i think that's such a powerful principle it's so much better than sitting there say you're a leader of a, of a member who is going through this trial and you read this verse and say right so yeah this is saying that you can get through this you know and you, you should be able to get through it and i don't think that's very helpful what is more helpful is saying you're right actually this is overwhelming and it is difficult other people have gone through it but you know this is going to be something which you find horrendously difficult but if you follow the savior and follow his gospel and and improve that closeness with him he will help you through it and make it so you can one day begin to bear it i think that's a much more powerful principle and that's what the verse is saying not that we won't be tempted or or given a trial that we can't that we never can that we can't handle but that he will make it so we can handle it as we strive to stay with him I managed to keep that relatively short considering all the things I thought was quite impressive from that study. I really enjoyed it today. So I really hope you've enjoyed it as well. If there's anything you've been studying uh, from your studies this week linked to this uh, with the come follow me, please share it at Roberts 90 Or if there's anything else you've been studying, I'd love to hear from you so I can share it on a future podcast. Thank you very much for your time and until we meet again.